We've been going through the book of Philippians here this summer as a church, so Philippians chapter 3 will be our passage this morning, Philippians chapter 3. Many of you have asked about our, our son who lives in Hawaii, and I appreciate that concern. We do. Uh, he and his family are doing well concerning, considering what's happened as far as the fires and the uh, really a, a catastrophe in Hawaii, but they're doing well. Uh, there is a lot of emotions in, on the island with, with uh, what's taking place. So uh, I will just say they're safe. Uh, their church is do, being the church, which is a good thing. I know their, their, their family's been, you know, it's a tough time if, if you've seen anything on the news. But, but they're doing well, and I appreciate all the text messages and the emails and the phone calls. But I just wanted to say uh, it's easier to answer that way that they're doing well. But continue to pray for them and pray for those people who have just really lost everything. And many have, have lost lives, and there's still uh, more of that going on. So uh, thanks for, for loving on us and, and caring about us and our family. All right, uh, joy ride, choose joy this morning. And uh, as we think of this, we think of, by way of introduction, that idea of, of pursuing, of, of just going after something. And, and people go after uh, money, they go after uh, fame, uh, they go after relationships. I know at the age of 19 years old, I was working at a Christian camp in Millersburg, Ohio, and I was a counselor, and I got to the camp, and I realized that there's this smoking hot lifeguard that worked there. So I realized I set my, uh, my, my vision on pursuing her that summer. And the more I pursued, the further she tried to run. And uh, so I just chased her down. And uh, <laughs> thankfully, uh, 40 years later, She's still letting me uh, pursue her, and I, I, I'm thankful for that. But as we think of this, as we think of the introduction this morning, the pursuit of Christ is the one thing that will bring joy like nothing else. And, and Paul, in this section of Scripture in Philippians 3, gives us a great picture of, of, of how he was a pursuer, how he pursued. As we think of the series introduction again, let me share it with you. Joy is the unshakable assurance that God is in control of all the details of our lives. The confidence that ultimately we can trust God in everything that comes into our lives and the determined purpose to praise Him in all things. As we think of Paul, we, 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 we recognize that he's just a, a great Bible teacher. He, he was a converted terrorist, we could say. He was a man of grit. I mean, he stayed with the task. He, he, he gives us a great picture. And, and he was the chief of sinners, we're told. And as we look at this scripture this morning, we see how his life changed. And the result was he started pursuing these things. Not that I've already obtained, verse 12, Philippians 3. Not that I've already obtained all of this or I've already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, I forget what's behind and I strain toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us, stay with me, just two more verses, then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if one of you some 
It, if on some point you think differently, then too God will make it clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Pressing toward a prize. Pursuing. And, and, you know, Paul is great at word pictures. If you, if you think of some of his writings, like in 1 Corinthians 6, he, he talks about the temple and how our bodies are the temple. And he, he makes that example and that comparison. And in Galatians 6, he, he, he talks about uh, sowing and reaping, that idea of, of, of agriculture. And in, in 1 Corinthians, he or excuse me, in Ephesians 6, he talks about uh, the armor of God and the military and that word picture. And what's cool about this, in, in chapter 3, he talks about athletics. And he uses sports as the comparison here. And, and, and they're not sure, scholars, what was type of race it was. Some think it was a, a foot race. Some think it was a chariot race. I did uh, read something really cool about the chariot race. The Greek chariot used in the Olympic Games and other events was really only a small platform with a wheel on each side. The driver had very little to hold on to as he raced around the course, and he had to lean forward and strain every nerve and muscle to maintain balance and control the horse. And in chapter 3, in verse 13, he talks about straining forward, about pressing on, about pursuing Jesus. Last week in that section that Jonathan taught, he, he talked about that I may know Christ. Paul's heart was to know Christ. So there's some action steps he took this morning. We'll go through these very quickly, I promise. But some action steps he took in this section that gave him a passion to seek after Jesus. And the first action he took was in verses 12 and 13 where simply he pressed on. And, and, and how we as followers of Christ need to keep pressing on. And, and he could do this because verse 12 says, Jesus took hold of me. And this is such a, a, an amazing part of our theology because for some reason he loved us. And he took hold of us. He, he pursued us. And, and Paul said, hey, <laughs> I'm just thankful I got in. And as I think of this, as I think of Paul, he, he wanted more. And because of the relationship he had with Jesus, he kept pressing on. And, and I love this because we were all created for relationship with Jesus. God made us so we could have intimacy with him. And so often we'll get sideways and get off the path and not have that. But, but we're to have relationship with him. Jesus took hold of Paul. To be in relationship with him. Now, now stop and think about that. Have you, as these that have been baptized this morning, started a relationship with Jesus where he took hold of you? And the, the amazing part of that is he takes hold of us and we take hold of him. And it's really cool to think about. But as, as we keep pressing on and as we recognize that fact that, that Jesus took hold of us. Are you a follower of him this morning. And, and since he's taken hold of us, we also should keep pressing on, as we've said, and, and we should keep growing. I love what Peter tells us that we're to grow in grace and knowledge. We're, we're not to just get saved and then we just sit around and think it's going to be easy. We keep pressing in, we, we keep pushing forward. And, and what's cool about Paul is he doesn't have an attitude like, I've arrived. 
Like, I've got this Christian life figured out. And, and, and what's cool is, he, he, he seemed to have that attitude before we were saved. Because if you look up in verse 6, it talks about how he was in the law blameless. Like, I've got it figured out. I've got this law, this Jewish law figured out. But, but no, when Jesus took hold of him, he changed. The gospel humbled Paul. And, and, and the, the, the gospel should humble us as well. We, we should keep pressing on. I, I, I think we got to be careful that we don't use thoughts like this. We, we become satisfied at the way things are. I'm thankful for a church that hasn't just kind of, ah, you know, we got enough people. We're reaching enough people. Yeah, you know, it's not that attitude. How can we do more? And, and, and never use phrases in your life like, well, I'm just good enough. You know, my marriage is good enough. My relationship's good enough. You know, we, we need to always be growing in grace and, and knowledge. To avoid being comfortable, taking it easy. I, I'll never forget a fifth, third grade Sunday school teacher I had. Her name was Mrs. Phillips. And Mrs. Phillips was well into her 70s, maybe 80s. And there's six boys in my family, and she taught every one of our, our boys. And the great thing about her third-day Sunday school class, it was always the biggest class in the church. She just cared about us. In fact, when we missed Sunday, Sunday afternoon, the phone would ring, and it would be Mrs. Phillips. Is little Gary okay? <laughs> and, and she, is little Timmy okay? She cared. And, and you know what we all learned? Psalm 23. Every one of us brothers can say Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I learned it in third grade, but <laughs> Lord, just look it up, Psalm 23. <laughs> Here it is, though. We, 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 she taught us, and we, we, we grew. I, I, I had a little brain freeze. I, you know, I, I, I get watching the clock here, and it gets me in trouble. We just need to kind of just relax and hopefully let God's word sink into us. But, but be, be careful as we grow, as we, as we seek to, to keep pressing on. And, you know, when we're doing that, you know what's cool? And I see this in our church because, you know, we're multi-generational. You know, our view of others change. People come in here and they don't quite look like us. Well, hey, we got room for you. You, you know, we grow less smug and less critical of others. You know, we start using our words different. We, we start using words that bring life. And, and that's growing in grace. That's, that's growing in our relationship with Jesus. So here it is. Keep growing and keep going. First point. Second point. Stay committed. You know, there, there's a little phrase that jumped out at me as I researched this. And that's that little phrase, one thing. Did you get that? But one thing I do. You know, Paul followed after the one thing. He, he had genuine, genuine determination to reach the goal. And, and, and what's cool is he, he was intensely pursuing Jesus. That was his goal. That was his, his one thing. He, he wanted to know Jesus more and more. 
There was a desire for, for intimacy, for connection. I, I love what he says in 1 Corinthians 9 because he, he, he reaffirms this idea of the race here. He says, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but here, here it is for the believer, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I don't run like someone running aimlessly. I don't fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I preach to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. That's determination. That's not running aimlessly. The, he, he's a one-thing guy. He, he, his passion was to pursue Jesus. You know, there's a, a phrase similar to this over in Luke 10. And in Luke 10, we read about these two sisters. Remember? Mary and Martha. And uh, they're having Jesus over for barbecue. And uh, it probably wasn't. They barbecues pork. They probably didn't have pork. But, uh, but they, anyway, they have Jesus over. And, and, and remember, Martha is just going crazy, getting, making sure everything's just perfect because Jesus is coming. And, and what's cool about the story, it's in Luke 10, is that, that Mary wasn't really helping. So, so Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, and Martha was saying, I need some help here. You know, my sister's slacking. But, but what's cool is if you read in Luke 10, it comes up on the screen here. Jesus kind of gently says, Martha, come on, Martha. You're worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. You get it? That one thing. Mary had chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. And that one thing, the idea is to sit with Jesus. To have relationship with Jesus. That's the one thing, you see. And that's what we should be striving. Mary pursued time with Jesus. How are we doing with that? That's better. That's best. And I don't think we, we got to get rid of some things that are affecting our one thing. You know, it might be work. It might be our our, our families, our, 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 our even church, which is a good thing, but if it's affecting the one thing, the intimacy, the closeness, the relationship with Jesus, we need to rethink it all, you see. Stay committed to Jesus. I love what Matthew says. Jesus tells us this. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So, not only are we to keep pressing on, we're to keep our commitments, and then there's number three, we, we keep our focus. And, and that involves forgetting what's behind and straining toward what's ahead. So picture this runner. He, he's running, he's maybe driving the chariot, and, and the key for, for, for them is to stay focused on the finish line. You know, a good runner will tell you, don't look back. You know, you'll lose momentum. You're, you just not get distracted. And, 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 and really, our failures sometimes can affect us, but also our achievements. You know, because Paul had some failures too. And they didn't let him get hindered by, by not 
focusing on what's important. In fact, listen to what Acts says about Paul. I persecuted the followers of the way to their death. That's that reference to the believers of, this, of, of the way. Arrested both men and women and throwing them in prison. Sometimes when we mess up, we, we fess up and we, we don't let that hinder us from, from being focused on what's important. You know, past victories, you know, and I think practically as a church, you know, let's be careful that we don't rest in what God's done, but keep moving forward. Keep, keep being faithful. And, 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 you know, the glory days sometimes aren't so glory. So be careful that we don't become complacent and lazy. So we forget our accomplishment, we forget our, 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 our failures. And, you know, there's a note in here. Forgetting means that we break the power of the past by living for the future focused on Jesus. Focus on him. There's two more. Action step number four. Stay determined. Keep your determination. Keep your determination. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I press. I intensely press. You know, we have 12 grandkids. And little Isaiah, he'll be eight next week. And we, uh, my one son's very passionate about adoption and fostering. And, and they've adopted little Isaiah. And they brought him home from the hospital. But if there's anyone intense, it's Isaiah. In fact, a couple weeks ago, we were, we were down at the beach. And we were swimming. And he just kept coming after me. I mean, he was like intense. And I'd grab him and I'd throw him into the water again. And he's real light and you can really throw him. And I'd grab him and he'd throw him. And finally I'd hold him under and pull him up. I didn't, don't call children's services. Okay. But, but here's the thing he just intensely pursues, he's passionate about whatever he's doing. In fact, if he was in here, he'd be bouncing everywhere. You know, it's like, you know, in fact, it was cool. This week, he is a day camp at the Y. And uh, I picked him up, and he said, Grandpa, there's a boy that's at day camp with me who has a tough home life. Seven years old, be eight, eight next week. He says, I think my dad should adopt him. <laughs> that's true. And he goes, you know, my dad, you know, he'll love him. And he should become part of it. And then he goes, this is really funny. Grandma who, my wife, that one I passionately pursued, uh, <laughs> Grandma, he said, because Grandma, if you say thank you, and if you say please, she'll give you anything you want. <laughs> it's his mindset. So, so, but he saw, hey, this little boy, we need to adopt him. That idea, that passion, that intense endeavor, a fierce determination to love Jesus. To know Jesus, to know his word. You know, a lot of us know about Jesus, but do we know Jesus? Do we, do we know him personally? Do we know what he has, what his plan is for us? I, I love this psalm. It says, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God. Like that is his heart that he can go and meet with God. And, and, and boy, 
if we could just grasp this, that, that, that meeting with God, that, and it's like a relationship. Think of those people you're close to. If you're married, hopefully you're close to your spouse. But, you know, how do you stay close? Well, you, you spend time together. You, you, you communicate well. You, you, you have the same goals. And, and, and see, meeting with God is, is a part of that as well. That's the key when we think of this idea of, of determination. You know, I think of athletes. Down here, everybody loves Michael Jordan. And he was an okay athlete. He, uh, he probably listened to lectures. He probably saw other athletes. And he probably did a lot to, you know, learn the game. But he really got, I won't say got good, that's not good English. But he really got good at basketball because he participated and he worked hard. He was determined to be the best. In fact, I'm told he was cut from his junior high basketball team. I mean, that's determination. That's pressing forward. He, he wanted to be the best. So meeting with God is so important. You know, the Christian athlete with the spiritual mind realizes he must, and this is in your notes, know Jesus, be determined to follow Christ if he's going to win, follow Jesus, I will follow Jesus anywhere he leads me, and then obey Jesus. Know, follow, obey. Never can we forget that. It, it is Christ who works in us and through us. But we need to allow him to work. Jesus tells us in John 15, I'm the vine, you're the branches. That's us, we're branches. Okay, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So we remain by staying connected to him, staying close to him to, 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 to do that. And when we do that, the Bible tells us there's fruit that we bear. Now, the goal of the Christian athlete is to win the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So we keep pressing on. We, we stay committed. We stay focused. We stay forever determined. And then one more, we keep a clear view. And I love how Paul wraps this paragraph together. Because he says, all of us. And that's for us, the body of, of Christ, those who are believers who are mature, should take such a view of things. And if at some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. So, church, when it comes to living the Christian life, it requires effort. It, it requires us to take such a view of things, to have a clear view, to, to keep a clear view. And it's, and it's real practical. It, it's not just carrying our Bibles. It's opening our Bibles. It's, it's reading our Bibles. It's, as Neil Perry used to say, it's, it's meditating on the Word, and then it's marinating in the Word. 
you see. And, and, and that's a, a key part to that. To, it's more than just taking your daily bread and reading that, even though that's a good thing, and, and reading the passage, okay, I'm all done. It's, okay, how does this get into my life to where it's changing me? Spend time in the Word. Learn from others and be open to good Bible teaching. And we have great resources for that. Spend time in prayer. And that's important that we just have a, a daily encounter with him in prayer. And then this last thought, and you knew we'd get here. Gather together with other believers and be encouraged and connect. Connect. Because that's where you can really do life with others and, and grow with others. We can do this. We can keep running, but we must open our eyes. You know, see others who have gone on before and, and learn from others. And, and notice the example that Paul gives us here of himself. I love what he says in this section, too. It says, if at some point you think differently, God will direct you. You know, and, and what's great about this, he trusted that God works individually and for those who truly desire to run the race to know Christ more, to follow Christ more. And, and that's interesting. I, maybe we read through that a little too fast. But, but what's cool about that is, hey, you know, we, we might see things a little differently when it comes to negotiables. But the main thing's the main thing. So having a clear view. Psalm 25 says, show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Don't be afraid to ask him. Run hard, win the race, obey the rules as we do that. I think of an athlete who some of you maybe heard, and uh, in fact, Maynard, you might have even participated with him, Jim Thorpe in the 1912 Olympics. <laughs> that was for you. No, Jim Thorpe was an Olympian. He was American Indian. He was from Carlisle, Pennsylvania. And in 1912, he went to the Olympics, and he won the pentathlon and the decathlon. Now, the pentathlon, I don't know a lot of the events, but there's five events, and they're like grueling events, and, and, and they take a lot of athleticism. And then the decathlon is ten events. And he did great. He, he won the, the gold medal for, for, for the Americans. But come to find out, he didn't obey the rules. You see, he had received funds for playing baseball professionally. And the result of that, he lost his medals. A high price to pay for breaking the rules. And, and, and we're to follow the rules. We're to follow the rules in, in marriage and raising our kids and how we do church, how we're citizens in this community. Follow the rules, and God wants us to stay committed. You know, I, I think of myself, I'll be 63 next month, and I think, okay, I'm definitely halfway through. Probably I'm in the last quarter, maybe overtime. But, but here's the thing. I want to finish well. You know, I don't want a black eye or, or a mark where I didn't obey the rules where I was supposed to and, and fall out of the race. And God wants that for all of us, that I may know Christ. Paul's eyes were wide open. Application. The pursuit of Christ is the one thing that will bring joy like nothing else. Reflect. 
Am I pursuing Jesus and a love relationship with him? Do you know Jesus as your Savior? Will I choose joy by pressing on, focusing, being determined to know Jesus more, and living with a clear view of all Jesus has done and wants to do through me? And I'd love to close with this verse, 1 Corinthians 15, one of my favorite passages. Paul's saying this. So, therefore, brothers and sisters, and I think we can all say, okay, this is right to the believer. Stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Great passage. Finish well. Run well. Focus on what's, imp what's important and, and have an intense endeavor to do it well and do it joyfully and faithfully until Jesus comes back. Let's pray. Lord, it's been good to observe uh, these following you and believers' baptism. It's been good to reflect on your broken body and your shed blood. And Lord, it's been good to open your word. And, and the promises and the truth that we can glean from it. And I just pray, God, that it'd be more than just, okay, we heard this. Help us get out there and do. Help us pursue you with a passion, with a drive that, 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 that makes us followers that are pleasing, that, are, that are, are bright lights to this community. I thank you for our church. I thank you that we can be here. I thank you that we, we can just... Uh, experiences. Thanks for the many who have visited today, Lord, to, 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 to be a part of their, their child's baptism or, or, or grandchild's baptism or friend's baptism. Lord, it's just neat to see how people rally. So God, we love you. Dismiss us now, and may we be faithful, committed followers of Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. We're dismissed.